not the little drummer boy, but I'll play my trumpet for you. Here's the guy, it's Ron and Don. All right, look out now. Here we come. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. We heard your plea. Now you got three, three episodes of the Ron and Don Show this week. Here we come with 48, 49, and 50. 50 episodes. Can you believe that? And don't forget, if you hit the subscribe button, the episodes will come to you automatically, right? Yeah, absolutely. So whether you're on, most people are on iPhone or you have an Android phone, so you need to download an app. Apple, it's already on there. It's the purple icon. You just search Ron and Don Radio, hit subscribe. And then if you're on Android, you can do Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor FM. All the main apps uh, are available. We're we're feeding all of them. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we hear from a lot of people that we should all have a morning routine. Why should you have a morning routine? What are you supposed to do with it? What do you do in your morning routine? And we'll also look at some historical figures uh, that seem to have morning routines and it seemed to make a big difference in their overall mental health and their overall physical health and longevity too so we'll talk about that a little bit later uh as we get rolling here though ron and i are recording on a sunday and it's killing us right now because we want to be watching the nfl playoffs and in fact the seahawks are going to start playing here in a couple minutes i have to ask you yes uh i just want to get your reaction to a guy who's 33 years old and when you're 33 and you're a running back in the National Football League, that typically means that you've been retired now for two or three years because there are no 33-year-old running backs. Not anymore. In the not. National Football League, Marshawn Lynch is about to turn 34. Uh, he is suited up again after I think it's been almost 18 months since he's played football. And we saw him in his first round here with the Seahawks. He looked okay. They say this afternoon, though, uh, as they are on the road, they're playing Philadelphia. Uh, they think he may have a pretty good game because the Seahawks are so decimated and the Philadelphia Eagles are so decimated. Two decimated teams that are playing today. How much fun are you having, though, watching Marshawn Lynch? Well, the last week's game almost had the storybook ending. If you remember, they uh, got a delay a game penalty when the Seahawks were on like the one yard line. It would have been, it was the exact same scenario at the Super Bowl right. where they, uh, Russell Wilson threw an interception and they didn't give it to Marshawn. I was like, oh my. Oh my God, how amazing would this be? Yeah. And then, of course, there was a delay of game penalty, and I guess some of the guys thought that when they Russell clocked the ball, it was the same as a timeout, and that the clock would stop, and it didn't. So, anyway, that's another story for another day. But I, I'm just, I'm a huge Marshawn fan. I, I, I like the way that he uh, does things kind of in silence off the field. He lets his actions speak for themselves. And I just find that very appealing. There, there was a, uh, a thing where he, he likes to do things and nobody's watching. And then when everybody's watching, he does nothing, which is very, it's a strange deal, but I, I kind of like it. It's sort of like, I've never heard anyone put it that way before. I, I, I do it's true. It, I, if I'm going to do a charity thing, it's because I want to do it. Not because I want media cameras there, which he does a lot which he of, does a lot of. Oakland and he's from there and he goes back he's always gone back he does a lot of philanthropic he he just provides an, an attitude that I think feeds the other guys and it gets the other guys jacked up because whatever it is and probably a lot of it is behind the scenes and we don't get to see it but whatever he does other people respond to it and they get jacked up by it. And so I don't know if he's able to carry the load today or not. I would doubt it. Yeah. I bet he's got 10, 15 good runs left in him. Yeah. Where, and, and even if it's a one yard run, but the other guys see the effort. Yeah. If, if you're an offensive lineman and you see the effort and you see him carrying two or three defensive guys with you, 
you you get fired up, pumps you up a little, and you're bit. like, I'm gonna block for that guy, yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna dig a little deeper than uh, than maybe I was beforehand. Saw a sign last week, and don't forget, if they beat Philadelphia, then they'll go on, they'll play San Francisco for a third time this year. I saw a sign that said because they have a guy by the name of George Kittle who catches everything. Uh, and the Seahawks just have a hard time stopping him. And it said, you may have uh, Marshawn Lynch and you have Skittles, but we got Kittles. Yeah. So I like that side a lot. And we'll see. Maybe next week we'll be talking about San Francisco and we'll be t- talking about the Seahawks. I want to ask you this too. Another great quarterback, and they say he is Russell Wilson-ish. His name is Lamar Jackson, and he has had a great year also. A lot of people think of uh, really great year. Yeah, MVP year. Something interesting that he did, and we see a lot of young quarterbacks and older quarterbacks do this over the years uh he went out and bought rolexes during the holidays for his whole offensive line people heard about that and they got very upset he got attacked on twitter and it said how Not can people he... it was one woman named karen yeah how can you go out and how can you buy role rolexes for your whole offensive line when there's starving people when there's homeless people what the hell were you thinking about what is your reaction to a young quarterback like that buying rolex watches and then having karen and other people like karen uh, get so upset with him. I have a huge problem with people telling other people what they should do with their money. I, I, I really do. And, and even, you know, you'll see this a lot of times with like Amazon and Jeff Bezos. You're the richest man in the world. And that's like equivalent to he'll give a hundred million dollars. That's equivalent to 15 bucks. It's like, dude, it's still a hundred million dollars. <laughs> right. And so he's the one that, that invented Amazon. This guy's the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. And, and if he wants to give $0 to charity, that's his, his prerogative. If he wants to buy watches for his linemen, that's his prerogative. Aaron Rodgers, I remember one time, cause they're in Wisconsin, he bought those four by four, uh, you know, four wheeler type of the things that you would see that, that go out under the tundra for all of his offensive. Yeah. Line. Like a Polaris four by four. And a lot of guys use this for just fun or mud or hunting or whatever. And it's sure. a nod to saying, I recognize that I'm the highest paid player on the team typically and that I'm nothing without you guys protecting me and a lot of the offensive linemen get paid a fraction of what the quarterback does. So it's a gesture every year. Mm. I think they should be allowed to do that. And, and I wonder if this Karen character, how much money she gives to charity. And so I, I just have a, I have a fundamental problem with someone looking in from the outside and saying you should give your money to x y or z because that's just not how it works yeah it's kind of interesting michael jordan was picked on for years and years and years and they said that he wasn't philanthropic bill gates same way they said he wasn't philanthropic what we found out later on is that michael jordan was very philanthropic bill gates has always been philanthropic in fact we just talked about him in our last podcast on episode 47 about him being a secret santa claus and jumping out on reddit and actually sending gifts to people out there that would make an uh, incredible difference for them. What happens with people with that have means is they're able to do both. Uh, Bill Gates is able to probably shower an amazing horse farm on his daughter, right? Uh, she has an amazing horse farm as a, as a result of his wealth. But on the other hand, I don't know if there's anyone that is more philanthropic than he is. In fact, every time he gets on a private jet, it seems like he's headed to Africa because there are a lot of problems there that he feels like if he can solve in Africa, he can solve these problems around the world. So I appreciate that. I like that. I like the fact that the Jordans of the world, the Marshawn Lynch's of the world, the Bill Gates of the world, they don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. And a lot of times they have to do it this way when they step in to help others. Because then people say, well, if you help this one homeless person, then why aren't you helping all these homeless people over here? Or if you helped Africa, if you help all the folks in Africa, Bill, how come you're not helping 
with the fires in Australia. And it's a logical disconnect to say, because you spent money on a watch, you therefore didn't spend money on a homeless person. Life just doesn't work that way. Yeah, And a a lot of times these guys do, and they they just don't tell you, because if they tell you, uh, then then it just raises the expectation, and then everybody comes knocking on their door. And they're looking for a Rolex or they're looking for a free handout. So I'm with you. I don't think that's fair to Lamar or Bill uh, and certainly not fair to uh, Jordan over the years. So uh, we come back. Morning routine. Do you have – I know you've been working on a morning routine. I do. Yeah. It's a little bit in flux right now because I'm living amongst boxes. Yeah. But uh, I do have one. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping – I actually do – well, we'll talk about it. All right. Uh, this is episode uh, 48. We are live on the shores of uh, South Lake Union as Ron has moved back to South Lake Union. Don't forget all this brought to you by Ron and myself. We are licensed brokers at Windermere. When you're ready to do a Ron and Don sit-down like we did with Team Katie this week and Team Laura this week, and we're going to do next week with Team Miller, uh, just reach out to us. Right, Ron. Ron at Windermere.com, and we'll come to you. You can come to us. We even have Ron and Don sit-down mugs that Russ is creating for us. We right are now. working on those. Yeah. So anyway, he's Ron. I'm Don. G-Force is in the house, aren't you? My boy is back from Michigan. He's uh, there for the holidays. He said he missed me, but not very believable. <laughs> he's like, did you miss him? He's like, Yeah. <laughs> So happy to have him and Charlie, my little families. The Ron and Don Show, we will see you in one minute on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, do you need some great real estate agents? Consider Agent Ron, my dad, Agent Don. Yeah. Ron and Don. Ron and Don. Ron and Don. Ron. Don. Okay, how much do I have to pay you for this? I <laughs> know. <laughs> All right, it's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Episode number 48. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate you. Uh, January 10th is right around the corner. That will be, it'll be one year, January 10th of last year, uh, that we lost our jobs on Terrestrial Radio. A lot of people ask us about that. It's the most listened to episode. It's episode number one of the Ron and Don Show, if you want to check that out. And then what is episode number three about that's a lot of yeah episode three is about uh, right after we uh, lost our jobs within three weeks uh, i was down in california where uh, my birth mother was uh, losing her battle with cancer but showing incredible courage and so then uh, i went down for a death with dignity ceremony and so that was boom 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 like some uh, sequence of events it was uh, pretty rough and we talked about that and sort of the lessons and life lessons you can learn from that yeah all right let's talk about morning routines and i know would you say morning routines are something that's important to you that's developing you struggle with a lot of times when i when i talk to people uh and they feel like they want to start living better they often start with exercise they start with mental health they start with morning routines and i've been investigating morning routines quite a bit uh, what are you finding out about morning routines for yourself, Ron? Uh, it's that it makes a huge difference in the quality of my life. And the the thing that I wish I had learned in my twenties and thirties and uh, earlier in life is is that I don't don't have to be so extreme. Like I always looked back then, mm. uh, I would look at something and like, well, if I'm not going to run you know, 50 miles a week, then why even start? Right. Or if I'm not going to, uh, you know, go to the gym six days a week and push the big weights, 
you know, and I'd walk through the gym and see a guy like you picking up the 75s or the 95 dumbbells. And it's like, oh, well, if I'm, I'm picking up the 35s, why even bother? Oh. Uh, and, and this morning I picked up the 110s, but <laughs> oh, who's nice? Ca- who's counting? So I yeah. would, uh, I would then, my, my, my choices that I gave myself was nothing or everything. That's a great point. And so what I've, what I've learned now is to like, Hey, like this morning, it, like my life's in total chaos right now. I got boxes everywhere. Uh, I got a construction project going on, tons of stuff going on with, uh, the real estate business. And so it was, it, it's like, ah, I just feel that really disconnected, overwhelming feeling. It's like th- I can at least take 10 minutes and do this guided meditation with, I do an app called waking up with Sam Harris. It's, it's, uh, I was like, I, I can at least do that. Uh, yesterday I, at least I did my meditation and I ran two miles. So, uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't the fastest two miles I've ever ran yeah. and I didn't feel like doing it, but I went out and I ran down to the, to the lake and back. And so just doing for me, even if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I don't have to be the world's best meditator. I know I'm not, That's right. I'm not the world's fastest runner. Don't have I'm to be. not the best at yoga, yeah. but if I just, you're not, I'm, I'm not, I thought you, that is believe no, it or not, that's a huge disappointment it is. It's to me disappointing. because I thought you were the, the world's best at yoga. I, I, it turns out I'm not, huh. but uh, even if you just do it for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, uh, the morning routine, I end up just sleeping better, feeling better, starting the day off in the right direction and not immediately grabbing my phone yeah. and immediately going, are we in world war three or who's, what's going on with the impeachment? Like what's like, is the world collapsing or my time? Like I, I can just get my head right. Uh, what about you? What are you finding with a Co- couple different things? One, number one, a lot of historical figures had morning routines and, and it involves some form of exercise, thinking, writing, uh, praying. You look at Jesus had a morning routine. You look at Aristotle had a morning routine. Uh, Socrates morning routine. Uh, fast forward, if we we were talking about uh, Michael Jordan a moment ago, or if we talk about Bill Gates, we talk about Mother Teresa. Uh, they all had Oprah Winfrey. All have these incredible morning routines. So I started looking into this because I just didn't want to copy somebody else's morning routine. I wanted to figure out a morning routine that worked for me. Uh, so these are a couple of the things that I'm just trying right now. Number one, number one is I went out. And I bought an alarm clock, an old school alarm clock. Like with the bells on the top? With the bells and everything. Because, nice. because I noticed if, I w- if I'm waking up with my phone, if I'm waking up with the phone, then what I immediately do with the phone, and I don't know if you do this, is I look at the green box, and the green box are the messages, and I see that there's eight messages in there that came in overnight. So I start checking my text Absolutely. messages. And then from the text messages, then I go to my mailbox. From my mailbox, then I go to the Windermere box. And now I am... Now you're in it. I'm in it. I I, I am pulled completely our, out of my morning Our routine. old friend Luke Bergbank calls that absturbating. Is that what... <laughs> you, you just, you have... Thank you, Luke. This series of like four or five apps yeah. and you just circle through all the apps and circle through them again all day long. That's smart. So, and then I noticed in the middle of the night I was doing that too. Like if I would wake up in the middle of the night, oftentimes I'd look at my my phone and then as i'm looking at my phone i start reading and then three o'clock turned into four o'clock turned into five I keep o'clock my phone as far away it. from my bed as possible yeah so so number one uh think about getting an alarm clock and don't allow it to be your phone that wakes you up in the morning if you need a wake-up call you uh use an alarm clock number two along with that when you do wake up just predetermine that the phone the ipad the computer all that stuff all the screens 
It's just going to stay parked somewhere. You're just going to leave that, and you're going to you're going to find a place. Have you found that you 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 almost are like, am I addicted to my phone? Totally. You want to yes, go? We are. What, ha- what happened on Instagram? Absolutely. What happened on Facebook? That's right. Like, oh, I wonder what's going on my Twitter feed. Like you yeah. you instinctively, yeah. Like I found myself going, dude, like. Let it go. Yeah. And uh, number two, wake up at the same time each and every day. Each and every day. Even on the weekend, try to wake up at the same time each and every day. I dated for someone uh, a while that was a shift worker, and they would get off off at all different times. And what I found is it messed up my morning routine. So even if you're dating someone, you have a partner, and they're a, they're a shift worker, and they get up and have to go to bed at different times for you, just see if you can go to bed at the same time and wake up at a similar time. That will make a big difference in the energy you feel. Number three, when you sit down with a journal and start journaling, a lot of people don't know where to start. So we talked about the fact we're going to use an alarm clock. We talked about the fact that we're not going to reach for those screens. So what do I do when I wake up and here I am sitting here in solitude and I don't know what to do? Uh, You could do a guided meditation. Talk about a guided meditation a little bit. It's 10 minutes long. Uh, it's a guy that, that talks you through it and you basically, you'll concentrate on your breathing. I mean, and you, the, it's just paying attention. It's yeah. an exercise in paying attention. But along with that, you may be doing a guided meditation on one of your screens. So don't get sucked into you're doing this guided meditation. And right. then all of a sudden I got to hit the green box to see what my messages no, are. You just open it up, hit play. And that's As it. you're doing this, uh, Oprah writes down a gratitude list, 10 things every day. I told you about a gentleman in our office by the name of Corey. He writes down three things every day. I find out when I write down a couple things and I wake up with gratitude and I start the day with optimism. I just feel better about my life in general, and I feel better about all the people around me. And they say, people in general that are optimistic, if you want longevity, if you want to live to be 85 plus, if you don't want to have a heart attack when you're 55 years old, being optimistic first thing when you wake up in the morning, and if you're guided by gratitude, super helpful. couple other things here, figure out a way, and you can think about this in your morning routine, what are some of the things that are important to you where you could go out and you could spend time and you could volunteer? A lot of us during the holidays, we're reminded to volunteer. And so we want to do what everybody does on Thanksgiving. I'm going to give up my Thanksgiving and I'm going to go down and feed the homeless. Well, guess what? Everybody wants to feed the homeless on Thanksgiving. But what about on February 14th, Valentine's Day, when you don't have that date? and You're like, you know what? Instead of worrying about having a date on February 14th or being connected to my partner, maybe I'll go do some uh, volunteering on that day. Also, finally, think about this. Staying socially connected with other people. It's so important when you wake up in the morning to have some solitude and some time for yourself and to be grateful and to be optimistic. But also think about the social connections, the important social connections that you have in your life. Because when you're done spending time with yourself, If all you do is start reaching for those screens, but not for those human-to-human connections, uh, that's going to begin to take a toll on you. You know what the biggest thing that helped me with that is? Because you'll have uh, friends who reach out, dude, we need to eat together soon. Yeah. Is you just go, how about Wednesday for lunch? There you go. At noon. Instead of just going, yeah, let's do it. I go, I'm open Wednesday for lunch. And then they sort of go... Okay. Yeah. Like, I guess we're doing Wednesday at lunch then. uh, Finally, think about your purpose when you get up in the morning, the purpose of your life, because you only have so many minutes and moments. And what do you want to do? And how are you going to invest in yourself when it comes to purpose? And finally, find a way to move. You don't have to get up and hit the gym. You don't have to jump on a Peloton. You don't have to do some kind of form of extreme exercise. You don't have to go run stairs. 150 minutes of exercise a week will change your life. And all I'm talking about here is just go for a walk. 
That's a brisk walk. That's 22 minutes a day. You can do 11 minutes in the morning, 11 minutes in the afternoon. And there's something that happens in the rhythm of life when we go out and take a walk. And you think about some of the great thinkers. Steve Jobs said, you know what? When it came to all the great ideas uh, that he was able to create with Apple, it wasn't because he was sitting in a bar with a bunch of guys and they were drawing things on a cocktail napkin and doing a couple shots. It's because each and every day he would go for a two-hour brisk walk. And often, if you wanted to meet Steve Jobs or talk to Steve Jobs, it wasn't over a lunch, it wasn't over a cup of coffee, it wasn't in a bar somewhere. You had to take a walk with him. So think about including that somewhere in your morning routine. And that may mean going out and getting a dog. And if you don't have a dog, you can always just volunteer at an animal shelter. You can take your dog. He's, a, go, he's got a lot of energy. And go walk those dogs. So there you go. Morning routine. We'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook. He's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill. We'd love to hear about your morning routine and what are the, some of the things that you're doing that have helped you out over the years. All right. Hey, uh, don't go anywhere. Coming up on the Ron and Don Show, uh, fraud alert, fraud alert, fraud alert. Uh, if you are beginning to abbreviate 2020, uh, don't do that. We'll tell you why on the other side of this. Back in one minute, it's the Ron and Don Show. Listening to the Ron and Don Show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying. All right, you guys, it's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. We heard your plea, now you got three every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, episode 48, 49, and 50. Hit the subscribe button. And thanks to thousands of people that have given us great reviews, too, four and five star reviews. We appreciate that a lot. That helps us. And thanks to the hundreds of thousands that have given the Ron and Don Show a spin. All right. Before we get out of here today, let's talk about a couple life hacks. Here's one life hack for you. Uh, Police are warning all around the country now that as people are signing legal documents, a lot of times what you'll do is you'll abbreviate the year. So here we are. It is January 5th today when we're recording this. So you might put 01 and then you might put 05 and then people have decided, well, I'll just put 20 on there. What they're finding, what's beginning to happen is then uh, criminals who want to steal your identity and steal your legal documents and steal your legal papers, what they will do is they'll take that 20 and they'll add an 18 to it. Or they'll take that 20 and they'll add an 02 to that. Be careful. You got to go 2020, commit to it the rest of the way. It can't just be a 01, 05, 20, you could get yourself in a lot of trouble. So there's one life hack for you as we head into the new year. What else? Yeah, you I never thought of it that way because when I read this article, I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. It does somebody, make a lot of sense. They yeah. even said, like, let's say you had a, a dead check from uh, last from 2020, and now it's you know six months from now. Someone finds that, and they just change the date on the year, and now they could revive the check again. So it's like, okay, very, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, a life hack for me that's been dawning on me, and I'd love to get your feedback on it because you've sort of seen this. And I just stumbled into it. It wasn't anything I read in a book or whatever. It was just dealing in our the Ron and Don sit-downs we've been doing. It seems like people, um, in, and I, I can't say everybody, but it's certain people that we've met with, they they almost need for someone on the outside that they that they trust that's on their team to give them permission to do something that they already wanted to do, and and and, uh, and I, I found it to be very powerful when you just when you listen to somebody. Give me an example. Of what you're and, talking and about. And so, this. for instance, um, we met with we've met with some folks where it's like they thought that they wanted to sell their house, 
but it was the it was the first time they'd ever paid off a house. And so it was very sort of a, a scary. It seems really, really big and insurmountable, and they don't necessarily know what it means, and they've worked their whole life. And I think a lot of us like this, like, oh, I have a 30-year mortgage. So you do the math, and you're like, in the year, whatever, whatever, yeah. this thing can be paid off. And so they get there, yeah. and then they're like, don't know what to do now. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, That's well, right. things have changed in those 30 years. Yeah. You've evolved in those 30 years. And so they almost win. And I'm not saying that I, I'm the one that's granting them permission. I'm just saying you give them permission to say, you're allowed to do this thing that you're thinking of doing. Mm. And that for whatever reason, and I think it is a hack, it, it switches something in their brain to go, huh, I guess I am allowed to do that. Yeah. I have given myself permission to do this thing. And whether it's like, oh, we're going to move to Montana. Uh, we want to stay in Washington. Or our grandkids now live in a different part of the state. And so I'm going to give myself permission to do this thing that's kind of scary. But then in the long run, it's going to work out okay. And just uh, that concept, I've been playing with that concept even in my own life. of saying that's part of the reason why I moved back here to Lake, Lake Union. I just gave myself permission to go, I feel more like myself in that location. So even though if I, if I met with a financial advisor, they probably would have said, eh, maybe wait a year mm -hmm. or maybe, maybe this isn't the perfect timing for that. And it's like, you know what? I gave myself permission to say the value I derive from being here is more than dollars and cents. Yeah. I think you bring up a great point because a lot of people, if you say, why do you have a 30-year mortgage? Well, because that's what you're supposed to do. Well, why don't you have an 18-year mortgage or a 7-year mortgage or a 21-year mortgage? Because you can do all those mortgages. But people do 30 because they learn that from their parents. What your parents had, what a lot of people don't have now, what your parents had is they had a pension, right? Because you chase the pension, you chase medical for life, and you chase the 30-year mortgage. And then once the house was paid off, maybe you have a little vacation home somewhere. Uh, you've paid on that 30 years, so you own that. And then you can use your house a little bit for a piggy bank if you want to refinance. And then you have a pension and then hopefully a 401k that kind of uh, overlaps on that. And then you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm set to kind of ride things out here for the rest of our life. A lot of people, though, and we're finding this with baby boomers, they own a lot of house. But the pension, they don't have their parents' pension because a lot of those pensions went away. And as far as their 401ks go, a lot of people cash those in along the way. Uh, and a lot of times it's for medical issues. Someone in their family, there's a medical emergency. You cash in that 401k and now you're retired and you're like, now what, right? So it's really good. That's one of the reasons why we do a Ron and Don sit down is we sit down with you and we think about, I like when you say this, let's wave a magic wand and see what your future would look like. And Ron actually has a magic wand now. And okay, I ordered one. He yes. started wearing a cape, uh, which is a little, I appreciate the cape. I think I thought it was a little what much. What about the wizard hat? When we sat down with Katie and her kids the other day, it seemed like the cape made them a, a, a little nervous. But I appreciate it. everybody. I appreciated that. If I, and Ron does start a, how does it start if I can wave a magic wand? And then he reaches and he pulls out a magic wand and he starts to get waving a holster it around. For the magic like, wand. what is he doing? So anyway, hey, thanks for stopping by. You know what you're doing. You're listening to the Ron and Don show. We appreciate you so much connecting with us. If you're ready for a Ron and Don sit down in 2020, reach out to Ron. Just write him, ron at windermere.com. Uh, that's what Josh and Emily did the other day. And we're going to sit down next Sunday and we're going to talk about their real estate journey. And we'd love to talk about yours too. All right. You keep your head up and your shoulders back. Let's work on those morning routines. Let us know it's working. And remember, you don't have to get up and pound big weights at the gym. Just make sure that you're walking, that you're engaged, you have some solitude for yourself in the morning because you know what, you guys? You deserve that. 
You deserve that. Don't reach for the screen. Reach for the alarm clock. Maybe get up at the same time every day. Take good care of yourself and then get out. Give me 150 minutes a week. That's 22 minutes a day of a brisk walk. And you know what? Be optimistic and chances are you're going to live to be 85 plus. So I'll see you when we're in the 80s. How about that? It's the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. And we appreciate you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Page G Force O'Neill, Brains Oldest Operation, and the voice of the Ron and Don Show. Well, that's it. Show's over. We'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.